All right, folks, welcome to Nino's Corner.tv. I am joined with a fan favorite. Everyone loves Danian Brinkley. Everyone loves you, Danian. Uh, you make people feel good. And I was talking to you before we went live and what, what we were going to cover on the show. And basically you said just too much static out there. There's too much static. Emotions are running high. We need to center ourselves. We need to calm down. And who best to say that than somebody like Danian Brinkley, who has been struck by lightning twice, folks twice survived near-death experiencer seen the other side he saw the other side and came back with visions with visions of our future and mainly our health care danian thank you so much for joining me well you know what's so great david i i happen to love your show and i love it because you're asking the questions that everybody is wondering about you're not an authority you're all of us trying to learn make the right decisions at the right time. Here we sit in a world that's at the precipice of a nuclear war. And here we watched uh, here we watched a person come here and go before the Congress as we were trying to pass an insane bill that is the one of the worst pieces of legislation of what I've seen to demand billions and billions of dollars when he's closed the churches, he's put into opposition all the people who stand against what he's believing in, and he's been trying to create a nation state in a country that has always been a part of Russia. Okay, so when you see something like that and you see him come before the Congress, then you have to really assess your values and where everybody's going, everybody's what everybody's talking about, David, is not centering in that deep spiritual consciousness that is the American nature. Okay. And, you know, I sent you this piece that on December the 19th, an event happened that that penetrated the magnetic field of the earth. This is something that never occurs. They don't know how it happened or what it did or which way it did, but I felt it and I started looking for it because there were those signs that came in the visions of 1975 that were points that I would know that the schedule that the evil ones are on and the schedule that the good ones are on would reinforce itself so on the 19th the power of prayer the power of intention and the power of using our hearts to drive our mind is more powerful today than it's been since all this madness started and i believe that it all started in the 1860s that what we're living through right now started in 1860 we became a corporation in 1871. We went bankrupt two or three times and they kept loaning us the money. And they've created this to this place where we're living under a constitution that's a corporation. And that we, as Social Security number of people, we are lost at sea. Okay? A birth certificate is where you birth a ship. All the stories that Derek talks about, about the Admiralty at the fringe, bottom of a flag that's fringe. All that are points that everybody can look to see that we're living in a corporation. And the stories about the stories about Washington as a foreign place, the Vatican is a foreign place, London is a foreign place into itself. All of that, which was conspiracy theories, David, is now true. Everybody knows that we are the muscle. Washington is the muscle and the, the financier, London is the financial capital, and the Vatican is the holy vicar of humanity. Well, so you, would you say the that of Christ. the taxpayers grease and muscle the war machine, which is the United States? That's us. So, and we pay for it with our tax dollars. We are getting robbed with our tax dollars. Right. What we just saw, what what we just saw happen, is the American people 
being mocked. They were mocking us and looking through this bill, what parts I saw, and realizing that the Republican leadership went along with it and the House went along with it and they passed it. It says that we're at a frightening point in where we are in 2023, okay? And trying to catch up as the Republican Party, trying to catch up equal to what this funding mechanisms are and the last three funding mechanisms are, are enough to drive us all a little crazy and know that the system does not care about us, okay? And when you can accept that it doesn't care about us, then what do we do first? The first thing we do is we calm ourselves. The next thing we do is we realize that we were chosen to come here and we chose to come here. And in this particular plane of existence, all these things that are going on around us is called the battle for the souls of humankind. And it is fought in healthcare, as we know of the things that we've been going through through the last couple of years and the development of certain projects that become universal. And the idea that uh, you some things you, you are demanded to, to take and other things you are fighting for the freedom of the body, control of your own body, which is abortion and all of this. And you see where the Catholic church is and you see all the things that built the character of religion is now questioned in itself. And the Catholic nation is allowing these postulate positions to be put in place. It's confusing. So what we have to do is we quiet ourselves, realize that we are spiritual beings. And this is a job and not allow ourselves to get as caught up in it as, as we are allowing ourselves to get caught up in it. And the politics of it is a distraction. It is about how we take care of ourselves, how we look at our health care, and how we design the way we're going to take care of ourselves and how we realize that it's our health care is the system that will be used to control us, not an outside war, but our health care. But it seems, Daniel, that we're fighting all these these battlefronts with the, the southern borders being invaded. We got these, you know, I'm Agreed. sure we're going to start seeing the deaths in 2023. We got fentanyl coming through the border. Now we got this this war in Europe. We all these battlefronts, all these fires are being set ablaze. We're, we are, we're be, we're being we're having to fight multiple wars, and it's it's taxing. And the biggest war of all is the information war. And that's why I wanted to do a show for Christmas. What are <laughs> we celebrating the birth of? When somebody said, "Well, Daniel, what are you celebrating the birth of?" I'm celebrating the birth of a a system called "Love Thy Neighbor as Thyself," and to do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And because of this magnetic flux in the Earth's in the Earth's field, which happened on the nineteenth, knowing that it's affecting the shift of true magnetic north, people don't realize that true net magnetic north has moved eighty miles, eighty-five miles from where it's been. Uh, it used to be twelve degrees of true north. Now it's in Siberia. Wow. Okay. And this magnetic flux from the sun, because the great secret is the 2025 event, all that stuff that people talk about in folklore and the big days of darkness and turning out the lights and all of that kind of stuff, it's all about 2025, okay? And most of the folklore knows about this, and most of the, the esoteric teachings talk about this period of time when it would come, and so... I see this event as a as a powerfully transformative transformative position, David, for people to use the power of their intention. That collectively we stop, we let the chatter calm, 
We design how we're going to take care of ourselves. And we look at using our heart and our mind to demand peace, not war. May I ask, Danny, and is this, I've heard David Wilcock talk about this, and I'm sure you, you've talked, spoken to him about this. Is it the solar flash that happens or when the poles flip? Is it a, a coronal mass ejection that happens that hits the earth that makes the poles flip? What happened? What's the event in 2025? Well, it's a magnetic flux. The field can either, it won't change the poles, but it'll change where the charge of, where true north is, north-south. People don't really realize that you are having, David, right now, GPS on your phone has to be recalibrated every 30 to 60 days. Automatic pilots on airplanes are having to be recalibrated. People don't get it. This is happening on a continuous basis all around because of the magnetic flux in the field. No one has ever could understand how an ejection from the sun could affect the magnetic field of the earth, and yet it was detected on the 19th. What in the world does that mean? Okay? It means that the consciousness and the power is shifting, just like the Mayan calendar, December the 21st, 2012. A new period started. I am a believer in this because I have been watching the Maya for 50 years their knowledge of this transformation and this event on the 19th, I I sent it to you. This event on the 19th only says and reinforces the Maya's knowledge of what's happening. And the, the really scary part about it, David, if it's, it's wondrous that all of us, with all this insanity going on around us, we're living in a time of the birth of an age not the end of one, yes, it's the end of one, but the birth of another age. And to be allowed to see and see the corruption that's occurred in the last 150 years in America, the corruption and the greed of where godless capitalism has brought this nation. I am thankful, okay? I have to make adjustments like everybody else, but I'm thankful. And I'm thankful that I was chosen and I chose to be here. Remember, in order to come to this dimension at this time, this level of consciousness, you would have to achieve some magnificent event in what is called the spiritual realm to even get a choice to come here. It's why some people succeed very well and some make many, many mistakes. But when you're listening to the circuit, What everybody's talking about, all that stuff is not as important as you looking at the people around you and you caring about them and caring about checking on them, okay? Because more people have a tendency to have holiday blues in my world, David, it's yeah. holiday blues because I'm hospice and I've been doing that day and night since I, I'm in my home in South Carolina and I'm losing relatives, young ones, as well as old ones, but yeah. it's all happening. And for a lot of reasons, some that you talk about, everybody talks about and making a mistake of taking a, yeah, okay. And so, and watching the nature of blood clotting, a new phenomena of blood clotting, and then some just reaching that time when it's time to go. So when we all think about loving our neighbor as ourself and do unto others as others, as you want others to do unto you, and that that is what we're celebrating the birth of, it changes the dynamic. It moves it from a religious perspective to an intention, a united intention. And that if we fall back to that, we fall back to that. And we let that part of us guide us into our health care regime. You know, I am a notorious trace mineral person. 
I know you had to take care of yourself to fight so you understand what the metabolic nature of how the body has to operate. But people have to get there because if you don't stop and get right there in the center of your being, all this stuff will keep pulling you out of yourself. And that's what it's all about anyway. Why can you wait? You know, the thing that amazed me, David, is if they let the information out about what happened to John F. Kennedy and they'll release that, what in the world could that tell us that would completely reinforce what we as conspiracy theorists believe to be the absolute truth? And what reason could it be that they would not release it? These are the questions that we need to focus on. These and, are the questions. And this is coming from a guy. Could I say what you used to do, Danny, or not not on this program? I'd rather not. Okay. Well, this guy knows, folks. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Oh no, I understand exactly how the system works and what it does and where it does it and when it does it and in in six different places in the world. I understand it. Could I ask you this event that's going to happen in 2025? I've heard of this before. I I didn't know ever know a year, but I I believe the Indians talked about it. The Hopi Indians, everyone knew this event is coming, and you're saying it's going to come. I guess estimated 2025, correct? Yeah. So, how will this affect human beings? Will people make a shift? It will be a conscious shift. Will it be death for a lot of people? What, what, and I'm sure we're already seeing that now. I already feel like we're seeing people that are not going to make the cut leading up to this event of 2025. Am I right in stating it like that? You are absolutely correct. The transformation is happening now. Okay. Look at the world. The world is insane. Okay. Because it's changing no matter what. It's changing and the flux in it, okay? When you get down to that, you have 25 different kinds of sexes, you have gone crazy or you're reestablishing the model for what existence is, okay? And when you, you have to laugh at the see that much confusion. And I was talking to a group of people the other day, David, and they said, you know, where I take respite in is that so many of us were never converted to where our children are and the kind of consciousness and that 73% of all Americans are unfit to serve in the military for the lifestyle and where they are. And that, that there is still enough of us conscious enough that as this shift comes, can hold a certain place. And I sincerely believe that your audience are anchors. They are the people that are that are the salt of the earth that just need to know the facts and just need to hear the truth so that they can make a collective choice to make a difference. Do you think, Danian, um this is why the elites of this world, the globalists of this world are scrambling. So to make moves right now, because they anticipate this event of 2025. It was their whole goal. This goes back to, I mean, 2000 years. I mean, these events are not something that's new. Okay. And how, and the cycles of the earth and the birthing of an age, these things are not new. Religion has stuffed it. And science hides it, you know, and I, I was watching this flat earth thing about the earth being flat. Well, all that stuff comes out there to confuse you just enough to where you start to question reality, but it keeps you from focusing on what really matters. What if it is flat? How does that affect anything that has to do with your safety and health care? And when you look at what matters, what will you not do to protect your parents, to protect your children, and to protect yourself? What will you not do? Okay? And that's called your health care. So you have to be careful, everybody, about whatever anybody tells you about your health care. 
and you have to make sure you check it out and do not listen to anything anybody tells you that is the best for you or anything that is consistently what you have to do in order to maintain your health because that is the weakness. And everybody knows that Saved by the Light, a book I wrote 28 years ago, I describe all this, all the things that we're going through right now. And I laugh at myself because when this happened to me in 1975, David, I had no grip. I'd never heard of a near-death experience. Raymond Moody had not coined the term. You know, and my life was blowing crap up and giving people the maximum opportunity to die for whatever they believed in. And my mindset wasn't anywhere like this. Jeez, man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Dropping hints on what he used to do, folks. <laughs> you got to make a living and you've defended America and Apple Pie before you catch on. So when you discover the spiritual nature of your true reality, when you discover it, there's nowhere to go. And I fought it for a couple of years. So they say, okay, Daniel, well, we'll just kill you again. So they struck me by lightning again. The funny part, David, is the same way. Different house, different different room, sitting on the edge of the bed, holding the telephone, okay, landline. That was the first time. And three years later, that was the second time. Jeez. Okay, so... I have a way of trusting the divine and the order at which the divine unfolds this world more so than analytical. Okay. I have another way. And when I wrote about this, I could not figure out what we're calling a uh, global warming, which now is climate change because the be careful warming, on this, Danny, because they will get you for this. Well, we have you to do. look at, okay. What I, what I call this was the environmental religion. And I wrote this down in 1976. Jeez. They can get me any way that they want. They can't erase the notebooks that has it written in it from 1976 based on something I saw when I was dead. Okay? Where are you going to go? Okay? So think of it. I could not figure out, David, how how religions would come to support paganism. If you love the earth and you love the environment, that means you are a pagan, okay? And so you you had to be changed. And now that we are becoming religious organizations and world global people are back to becoming pagans. So Jeez. when I wrote it, when I wrote it and called it the environmental religion, look at what it evolved into. And I have the joy of being able to watch a fool, a 25-year-old fool paralyzed, lying in a bed, learning how to walk and learning how to keep from falling out and passing out and writing down these visions, which became Saved by the Light in 1993 before anybody could do anything, okay? So I have a place to realize that there are multiple timelines that we all exist in. I don't get it. You know, I'm not cosmic or woo-woo or any of that. I'm a quantum person. I look at divinity from a quantum point of view. I see the measurable natures of the energies around us. I know that everybody, whoever you are, on the 19th of December, you were changed. Wow. And the and the magnetic field that was disrupted was like some people call a portal, some call a shift in consciousness, some call the birthing of a new position in the unfoldment of humanity. And this happened. David, I felt it. And I could not understand what it was. And it took me four days to find it. I found it in a, connected to a NASA website. And it was about uh, about solar flares, but a situation in a what they had to call a solar flare because they had no idea of what it was, how it worked, and how it could move at the speed it did, and how it could disrupt the magnetic field of the Earth, which transforms and changes the basic con 
construction of our ethereal electrical environment. Mm. <laughs> and that's what it does. Okay. So you, you think that on December 19th, you know that we have, we have humanity had a shift, another shift, a good one, a good one. And, and you're going to say that for some, that's the better. And for others, that's, it's bad or is it the better for everybody? Well, if you're going to focus on your heart and your mind, the power of your intention, that no longer are you helpless and hopeless and no longer are you alone because the power of the nature of the, the heart, the power of our love and our ability to be what we're celebrating. This happened just before the winter solstice. Here we are, wow. and the nature puts a freeze and stops the whole season. It goes from 80 degrees to below zero. Okay, look at what happened all of a sudden in a three- or four-day period. The snow and the rain and the ice and all the world stopping. That's right. That, start, that happened right after the 19th, correct? Right. Look, we're doing it wow. right now. Okay, remember, wow. the atmosphere is electrical. You have a you have an atmosphere, a stratosphere, an ionosphere, and two subspheres. Okay, it's electrical, and when you affect the magnetic flux, the Earth is a Schumann resonance, seven point two hertz, seven point eight two hertz. It's electrical. When you can affect that magnetic field, you're affecting everything that sits on this Earth. You're affecting every person. You're affecting every bit of consciousness. And then you see the winter. Then you see the cold come so that people have a chance to lock themselves in, get centered, check out their values, and realize that they are divine spiritual beings on a divine mission. And do not get confused with all this stuff that's going on. Do not let all this stuff that is supposed to stress you and to keep you confused with what everybody's talking about, be focused in who you are. And this is a divine mission. And if you got this far, if you got this far, you're winning. And why I say it's good, it's good for us who seek and demand peace. That, that in the year 2022, to watch what we're seeing happen, when the United States could stop it and set up a negotiated peace in the Ukraine, they could stop it. And we don't. We choose to fund it further. And we choose to kill women and children. We choose to think that war from something that's a hundred years ago is a viable is a viable point to push nuclear powers to the brink of war. This is insanity. And but for, is this is this on the is this in perfect timing with what you're saying with the event of 2025? I mean, is this humanity reacting to this event, uh, not prematurely, but maybe right on time? Because people are, it seems to me like insanity is the new norm now. Well, if you were going to prepare everyone, I hate to say that the political events of the last three or four years messed up their schedule. Okay, so they had to move it to 2030. But everything they're doing is built into 2025. That's what they're doing. And they have to have these things in place. They have to have this stuff in place and in position, David, without any question. It has to be done in order when the second shift in consciousness occurs, the system is structured that you fit into it, mm. that you're comfortable fitting into it. The same way as people getting shut in and locking down and can't visit your relatives and things like that. So is this a potential of two timelines? And we're in and we're in a fight for the two timelines. Would you say? Would you say like one timeline is free humanity, a free consciousness, and the other is 
let's say, slavery, bondage, and lockdowns, which they want? I would say that there were four timelines. Okay. Okay, because you have to remember, interdimensional and extraterrestrial are also involved. When you okay. start talking about when you start talking about magnetic fluxes and fields of energy, you're also talking about interdimensional reality. I would have never believed in any of that. I never believed in ghosts or anything like that until I'm dead. Okay, and once you're dead, you understand the nature of where ghosts are. You understand interdimensional realities and that there are timelines and existences going on simultaneously. Okay, and then I never uh, was very interested in extraterrestrials, except I come from the South, so NASCAR is big to me. And if they wanted to poke me or stick me or, you know, take a little blood and they let me drive a UFO and I could take it around the moon and back, I was for that. <laughs> I just wanted I just want to know where the gas pedal is and how many miles per gallon it gets and how do you drive it around the moon and you could, you know, take me up and poke me and stick me. But when you realize that all of that stuff is happening, for people not to believe that there are extraterrestrial lives and events that are influencing us and that there are interdimensional realities that are influencing us, you're making a grave mistake, everybody. This is a, this is a battle for the souls of humankind. And if I had to look at it from like it was a uh, a Stephen King point of view, the spiritual being op- occupies a certain magnetic frequency within the physical body. And if you can, by mental issues, depression, anxiety, hopelessness, helplessness, reduce the frequency of the physical nature, the Ethereal spiritual nature cannot stay connected. You can't stay in it. Then you can set up possessions. Then you can set up control. Then you can set up. Everybody wants to be us, David. Everybody wants to be us. We are a, a unique species that has a divine spark with us and that we within the structure of this planetary influence can procreate. Okay, and so much of that is lost in the interdimensional and extraterrestrial existences, but we can procreate. So everybody wants to be us. They want to occupy these bodies. They want to walk around in flesh. They want to act like they're human beings. And see, what people miss that. They're missing that. They want to experience what we experience, the sensual nature of being the human being in this dimensional consciousness, everybody wants to be it. In the ethereal world, you don't hug somebody. You become them. Mm. Here, you're separate and you appear to be separate. And you can wrap your arms around someone and hold them and connect to them in a loving embrace. That is an enticement to want to come to this insanity. I mean, you know, think of how simple that is, David, but I'm a big hugger. Why? (laughs) To to be able to hold somebody and to be able to love them and to appreciate them like we do children and our parents and our neighbors and our friends, this is a big deal to a spiritual being. I want people to celebrate this Christmas as on the 19th, then came the winter solstice. It's a cold and freezing so that nature can show us, the divine nature can show us we're on track. And they are off schedule. They They meaning the globalists, the elites, the people that have... And those who control them. They're off schedule. They're off schedule. Why are you watching them stumble? Why are you watching the border? While you're watching the insanity, while you're watching absolute lies to tell you that it's not happening and to tell you at the White House it's not happening, and you can run a film side by side taking the same day that says you're a liar. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is no way that that's not funny. 
Okay. <laughs> there is no way that that's not funny. And the thing that people, what people do, Dave, you know what's so funny is when you have to admit that you made a mistake and you have to admit that, that they have to push so hard to catch up four years. They have to push to where they making mistakes and you see forces that are causing them to stumble even more because they're aware of the same timelines that I saw in 1975. They're aware of it. It's not new. It's a part of uh, esoteric teachings. These things happen. This is what the earth does every 25,000, every 25,920 years. The procession of the equinox occurs. The Mayas knew it. The Moors knew it. The Egyptians knew it. We lost it because we decided to become physicists and everything was physical matter. And people forget that if you buy a farmer's almanac so that you can grow your food, it is an astrology book. You plant your crops based on phases of the planets interesting uh, it's a uh, they say well how many who are the last of the known sorcerers they're farmers go get a farmer's well. almanac and it's an astrology book the phases of conjunctions of planets is when you plant soybeans <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so when you get to thinking that what i'm saying is not true see how you got the food that you're eating and yes, they create chemicals, and yes, they create fertilizers that enhance the earth and destroy it, and so you can't plant new products. And yet they, they're so smart, they still have to stick to the system. They have to stick to the system. There is no escape. You can tell people all that stuff you want. There's no escape. But when you, when you look to see the influx of people pouring in to change the demographics, to change the position. And you listen to the, the head of the, of, the, of the political organization say that we have to bring all these people in because we are not producing enough children. And in the second breath, is supporting abortion rights and put $572 million in to go into areas where it's poverty stricken and people are having children to set up abortions. Okay, now that's what's happening. Now, I'm sorry that that is as crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty crazy myself, but that is as crazy <laughs> as you could possibly want to get it. And you know what's so funny, David? It's they would think that we would fall for it. They would think that we would buy into it and they would think that they would make us helpless so that the two, and like I always say this, the big lie, let me get this out, everybody. Here is the biggest lie that affects and controls you. And this is what they know. In the spiritual world, there is no such thing as helplessness and loneliness. It is not possible to be helpless, and it's not possible to be lonely. But when you come here in this dimension, you take on the concept of helplessness and loneliness as a reality. Helpless when you're born and helpless when you leave. And lonely based on how you develop relationships and how you see yourself in the world you're living in. Well, if you can make someone helpless and alone, you create despair. And despair is how you control and manipulate people. But it's a lie. And why is it such a great lie? Because the value of why you come to this dimension at this time at the birth of an age is to practice being a god. Practice being a God, love thy neighbor as thyself, and do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And when people say, well, Daniel, that's a pretty big, tall order. Well, if you write down on a piece of paper, David, 
everything that you think and hope God is loving, caring, compassionate, all knowing and protective. And you write it down and then you look at it and think of how many times per day do you get a chance to be one or more of those things that you wrote down on that piece of paper? The answer will be all day, every day. So number one, the meaning of life is to practice being a God. Okay, love thy neighbor as thyself and doing the others as you have others to do unto you and to do it with consciousness. Not hoping that somebody is going to come and give back to you. I, you didn't love me as much as I loved you and you didn't appreciate it as much and I've been manipulated and my love's been used and I keep hoping they're going to understand. Well, forget all that. <laughs> it's an art form of lifestyle. I'm a hospice volunteer. I want to go around people who have nothing they can give me, okay? There is nothing that they can do for me. So then my life is focused on how to help them find the value of their life and a process by which to leave this world. And I'm among the best there is at. I mean, because I've been dead. I know what's next and how it structures itself. And I know what people need. So... If everybody remembers this, and I'll slow down my role on this Christmas, there will come a time, I'm writing a new book called Certainty, Guaranteed and Inevitable. And what is certain and what's guaranteed and what's inevitable? That one day you will stop breathing. Tell me what you think about that, question mark. Certainty. Well, this is certain, everybody. There will come a time when you will stop breathing and you will lift out of your body. And you will acclimate yourself to the world that you're in. And you will be happy <laughs> because you're no longer in that body. Some people go through a tunnel and some cross a meadow or some represents a value or a barrier. And then you will see your entire life pass before you in a 360-degree panorama, and you'll realize two things. One, you missed nothing. You know how many hairs was in the nose of the doctor who pulled you from your mother. And second, you'll realize how much you limited yourself and put restrictions on yourself to achieve the divine goal that you were sent here to achieve. Know this is the truth, everybody. And then you will watch yourself from a second person point of view as if you were your own best friend. Because if your own best friend is watching you be stupid, be funny, be dumb, be smart, be happy, there's no ego in it. You know, it's just your best friends that way. You know, you're a little stupid right there, Dan. Okay. And then you will literally become every person that you've ever encountered. And you'll feel the direct result of your interaction between you and that person. What does that tell you? Nobody gets away with anything. And the universe is fair and just. And then after you have those three positions, there is a question. If God couldn't come today or whatever you think to be divine couldn't come today, and it sent you, God couldn't come today, and God sent you. In the life you just reviewed, what difference did you and God make? And I decided, being a Marine, that I would die with veterans with what I knew. So that when my life passes, when I leave this world, I took veterans and palliative and end-of-life care, and I made the world better in that particular place that I founded on this earth because I helped write the standard end-of-life care model that the Veterans Administration uses now, and I created the Twilight Brigade. And that is me living up to what I try to get across today to everybody. We, we are the power. We are the, the ones that listen to the your show and the ones that ask that question, questions about what do we do and how it is. We are the power. And we hold a certain place about our divine self that nothing's going to change. it. And I come to reinforce that, you know, 
Call somebody today, everybody. When you get a chance, if this is Christmas Day, call somebody that you know that's alone. Call somebody that you hadn't talked to. Check on somebody. Visit somebody. If it's too cold, interact so that maybe you're not lonely, but somebody is. And when you realize that helplessness and loneliness is the systems that is used to control us, not politics, not war, but helplessness and loneliness sets despair. That's the battle. That's the bottom line. And if we deal with those things, the power moves through us, moves through us. Like I used to laugh and say, I'm not the sun that shines, nor the warmth that enters a room on a spring day. I'm just a window pane, a mean by which that light can pass. Mm. And it's how well I clean, clean that window pane is the only thing that really wow. matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 <clears throat> I see and understand that you know the other side of me. The side that sees it from the scope. Okay. But I think that the spiritual side I think that the spiritual side is a thousand times more powerful than any of that ever was. And now that I know both sides, and I know I'm going to be every person I've ever encountered, and I'm going to feel the direct results of my interaction. Okay? Now think of this, David. I've been through four panoramic life abuse, and I've been a hospice volunteer for 44 years. And I've been at the bedside of 2,013 people. And I've been with 352 taking their last breath. So I have had the experience of being the person taking their last breath, looking up in my eyes as I'm there with them. Wow. Wow. The difference that God makes. When you have that knowledge, and I would not say it if it wasn't true. I have seen the value of what this life is about, what the reward system is. Why do you think I keep coming back? You know, <laughs> I keep coming back because this kind of pay is worth any kind of BS this crowd wants to put out. Why? If I can, if I know that, that the system is designed to empower my divinity in the, in the new age being born, it's designed for that, and it must be, it must be affected in ways where loneliness and helplessness creates despair. That's the only power they have against you as a spiritual being. There is no other power and force that can stand up against your divinity. A spiritual being, David, only functions off of three things. It seeks to appreciate or to be appreciated. It seeks to admire or to be admired. It seeks to inspire or be inspired. There is no other motivation for a spiritual being. And if you try to find anything that you've ever done to take an action against, other than an unconscious defense mechanism, you will see it will be appreciate, admire, or inspire, either to be or to, because that's the nature of the divinity of us. I know this lock stock without question and i know it so well that i can raise myself from the dead with a little help from my friends and the power of prayer conscious and intention so i hope to come on your show periodically and to kind of center people to bring them down to what's the reality and i hope that that's what i'm doing today uh, it's profound. It's profound. I'm blown away. But it's true. Yeah. You know, I always just tell the truth. And I, I see the, the 19th as a monumental moment in our spiritual power. And I can match it to the prophecies, the boxes of knowledge. And I can see. When you look at the divine world. And all those archangels and all that crowd, none of them are as courageous as we who are here. 
okay? This kept coming over and over in all of mm. these experiences, David, over and over. That, and, and I never could understand why they kept saying heroes and heroines. I could not understand why they kept playing the, from 1975, 1989, 1997, 2018. It always kept coming down to uh, heroes and heroines, male and female. Well, now I understand why in 1975 they said that we were the heroes. Why? We were brave enough to come and be co-creators in a system with the divine. Now, that's a ballsy, big shot, yeah. arrogant, pompous, spiritual being, if you yeah. ask me. Huh? It's <laughs> yes, buddy. I'll try that one. <laughs> Heroes and heroines, each time they differentiated the male and the female because somehow that sets the flow. That sets the flow of the value of creation and all things that God do and the, that we can flow and create and work in teams and create children and build families and the families build relationships and the relationships support each other just so that we're never helpless or alone and the relationship bonds and that is possible on this earth at this dimension at this time and they must stop it because if they can stop it now when everything is happening for us, they can finally control and they're off schedule. <laughs> they're stumbling. Why it's so obvious what they've been doing for a thousand years. Well, I'd say 1864. I mean, I can, I mean, I know there are ancient prophecies and I know about a lot of them and the Mayans, cause this, the Mayan calendar is 6,000 years old. But looking at America, I can track it from about 1864 and look at each time that we went into, ran out of money or had to start a war or was trying to get through a war. Okay. So when I look at all that, I realized that this has been unfolding and none of us saw it. And now we see it. It's you exposed. Stop you think the war in Ukraine can go on if we decided as Americans yeah. that it was going to stop and it was going to be negotiated? Do you think that that is possible? Okay, well, then put that in your heart. And then what your mind will tell you is what to do. Your mind will tell you what to do, which is I'm writing my congressman. I did the thing from uh, one. I... I'm probably at 600 people now writing the letter to to look at the thing that Juan was yes. talking about. Oh, and, about uh, the SCOTUS case? Yeah, uh, Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. And most of my friends don't know anything about it, but they just trust me. And I, I said, okay, run this off, <laughs> put a dollar in, run this off and send it. And they said, okay, Dan, and you know, you, you know, and they're mostly veterans and they said, okay, you know, you know, you wouldn't be asking us to do this and we trust you. And this is what I'm sincerely thankful for that people trust me because I'm not going to BS them. I, I, I see the grandest opportunity from the 19th. And if we set and unite our intentions and we realize that the power of loving our neighbors as ourselves, that would stop a war. And that for, for somebody that is a political system to support the destruction and the killing of people without bringing their peace into it. That, that group of people are insane and un-American. I'm sorry. Okay. And it's easy for me to understand why the Russians are taking such a whip. Right. Because it's Americans and British. <laughs> Over yes. there coordinating the fight. You know, we're already at war and it's going to take one simple thing, everybody. And they hold that over our heads and they keep developing it so that they can illusionally control. It's an illusion of control. So I wrote my congressman and my senator and told him I was against 
the way that they were executing this conflict. You know, yeah. I'm against it. In 2022, you stop giving them arms yeah, and you come to the table. Be careful on this one because the, the YouTube is... Well, they, but you know, and I'm this careful. is going on YouTube because I, I, this, we're, we are almost there, Daniel. We are almost there. It's gold. It is gold. Let's not, let's not screw this up. We are there. We're almost there. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, Daniel. That part out. Just edit that part out. Oh, you know, man. I'm always going to be, what are you going to do to me? Kill me? Well, I then, mean, what? think about, think about threatening me. <laughs> yeah. The worst thing you think you can do to me is, Make me laugh, Danian. I I want to thank you for coming on. Um, where can I was going to ask you one last question? The Mayan calendar ended in December twenty first, twenty twelve. How does that correlate? It, didn't end. it started every twenty six thousand, every twenty five thousand nine hundred twenty years, uh, a cycle ends and a new one begins. And remember, the Mayan calendar counts down. Every other calendar goes into the future. It counts down. Uh. Add add this funny point. Every known calendar, the Hebrew calendar, the Aztec calendar, the Tibetan calendar, the Chinese calendar, all those calendars came into existence within 12 years of each other. Wow. <laughs> Every one of them within 12 years of each other. So there was an event and a period, just like the one we're living in right now, that had to have happened that created what we're now living in and doing. Okay. And here it comes again. And the Mayans, who I happened to have looked at for 50 years, and I did some shows that's in Europe now because I'm a big Maya guy. I just, Love the pre-classic Maya. So here comes a period just like that again. This is not the first time, everybody. Okay? But we're the ones here. We're the ones being responsible. And we're the ones that have to keep our hearts open, our mind focused, and be and demand peaceful solutions. Demand a peaceful solution. Because collectively, if once a day or when they see your show come on, whether it's a YouTube show or it's Nino's Corner, take a deep breath. Hold that breath 1001, 1002, and demand peaceful solutions. Let that be the intention because they see you. And that that be the intentions that when they watch your show, that is that show is being watched and the information that they're, re- that they're receiving only empowers you you, the listener, and the viewer to demand peaceful solutions. And we would unite in intention, no matter who you have on the show, and no matter what they're saying, there was an intention that comes because we see your beautiful, charming, handsome face. (laughs) Daniel, thank you so much, man. I I love talking to you, and I know my audience, man, you do such a great service to my audience and everybody. I, I mean, all the people you work with at hospice, I mean, um, you're a saint, man. You're you're a really good person, and I'm honored to have you on and spread this good message. Thank you, Danian. Where can people find you, Danian? Well, they can just go to lightstreamers.com. Lightstreamers.com. Mel runs all of that. And, you know, there's a whole the, – all the prophecies are there, all the presentations. You know, there's all those – I, the new book is, uh, I think Harper has it now, but you know, I'm out there and so if you go light, to lightstreamers.com lightstreamers.com and you can write me, you can interact if it's the twilight brigade, because a lot of people write me about how to help their veteran parents, uh, transition. And I can't answer them all, but I do fairly well, David, because I get it really fast. I can weed through the conversation and catch really fast what that person needs, you know? And uh, I think that, that I, that I would have left the world in a better place than I found it about how people deal with death because I was my first hospice patient. Wow. 
and I watched the world around me lying there, taking two years to learn to walk and feed myself and in more pain than a human being is possibly to be able to bear. And I watched from that viewpoint. So it was the teacher. And every time I've been through one of these experiences, you know, first being struck by lightning is a spiritual event. It's laws, black law, black, the black, law dictionary defines it as a defensible position the act of god the next it was my heart and then it was my brain mental physical and spiritual is how they come at me okay and then i dropped dead and it was my heart but all that came from being struck by lightning it's not that i don't take care of myself but i look at it as they hit me with everything mental physical and spiritual to break my my will or to weaken me to the point that I won't fight and hold the intention of if the divine couldn't come today and it sent me in the life I look at, what difference did I make? So, hey, everybody, let's quietly demand peaceful solutions. I agree with you, Danny. And Danny, thank you so much. And I'll reach out to you after this and I'll be putting this up on YouTube. Thank you so much. And Merry Christmas, everybody. And let's make it a great new year. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year. God bless. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you.